Hello, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. The non-league season was ended yesterday with Barrow four points clear at the top of the National Premier, but it's not yet clear how promotions and relegations will be handled. It's now been over a month since a football was kicked in anger in England and it would seem that the realisation is beginning to dawn on the world that the current coronavirus crisis could have a lasting impact on the game that we know and love. Whilst it pales in significance to the effect that it's having on people's livelihoods and indeed people's lives, it could well be that when and if football restarts in a few months, the landscape could be somewhat different to what we're used to. And it would seem that, weirdly, for a sport that's always given the impression that it has more spare cash than Mike Ashley whistling the Saudi Arabian national anthem on the way to the bank, that one of the biggest impacts on the game could be financial. We're already beginning to see lower league clubs worrying about their futures, top-level footballers taking voluntary pay cuts, and even Spurs chairman Daniel Levy asking Mauricio Pochettino to return some of his severance package. Yeah, good luck with that, Daniel. I'm not exactly sure what the digits involved in that little negotiation would be, but I'm imagining that given how Poch's Spurs exit was handled, there's probably one big digit that's going to feature prominently in his response. We've also been warned this week that the summer transfer market could be virtually non-existent as clubs start to really feel the pinch and that could have two massive impacts on the sport. One, transfer deadline day is going to be really, really dull for all those reporters that are standing outside football stadiums pretending they just overheard details of a last minute sweep for Lionel Messi. And two, it could be that actually there's some real bargains to be had in the market as clubs look to offload some of their expensive assets and balance the books. Although one Leeds United fan may have taken the idea of bagging a bargain a little bit too far. After a Daily Express story claimed that the Yorkshire club could potentially get a bit of a bargain if they tried to sign Brighton and Hove Albion defender Ben White on a permanent deal this summer, five-year-old Daniel Orton decided to open up his own negotiations with a letter to the Seagulls chief exec, Paul Barber. Dear Paul, my name is Daniel Orton and I am a Leeds United fan. I am writing a letter to you regarding a player of yours who is currently on loan with us, Ben White. Can we please, please, please buy Ben at the end of the season? I have counted all my pennies in my piggy bank and I have 15 pounds and 7p. If this helps. Brighton and Hove Albion did the decent thing and they wrote back, very politely declining the offer after giving it serious consideration. But I can't help thinking that they might have been had. Firstly, Daniel has fantastic grammar for a five-year-old and if you see the letter itself, the writing's probably better than mine. And also, come on, this is 2020. A five-year-old is more likely to stab you with a bit of Lego and pinch your phone than open up some kind of reasonable negotiation. <laughs> the club's majority owner, Andrea Radrazani, also got himself involved and promised to top up the offer in the summer when they do try and sign Ben. I just hope he's true to his word and when he says top up, he's just going to maybe round up to the nearest pound and offer 16 quid. I also hope he goes knocking for that promised 15 quid and 7 pence off Daniel in the first place. 
it could be that this is just the new valuation of players, I guess. £15 is the new £15 million. And at that kind of price point, it would actually be cheaper to buy a top-level footballer than it would buy a dog. Just think, instead of your lovely golden retriever, you could have a Carl Walker instead. Although, if you're going to leave Carl Walker in the house on his own at any point, I'd probably think about getting him neutered first. We don't want a repeat of a few weeks ago, do we? At the other end of the spectrum, one of the big money deals that could still very much happen is Manchester United's purchase of young English talent Jadon Sancho from Borussia Dortmund, with the player apparently already discussing personal terms with the powers that be. Something that is really concerning Graham Souness on Sky Sports' Football Daily. Reported by Ken Lawrence in The Sun today on Jadon Sancho that he's agreed the fine detail of his contract with Manchester United. Contract length, salary, bonuses, buyout clause, all sorted. I don't think you get into personal terms, length of contract, buyouts, clauses for this, clauses for that. So the two clubs have decided on a fee. If you're Man United and you're doing that without your you will have your trousers taken down. Do you know what? I've never really understood that expression. I mean, it's pretty rare in my experience that something bad happens when you've had your trousers taken down. In fact, I'd say that more often than not, when you've had your trousers taken down, something very good happens. Mm. But I guess when you get to Graham's age, there are certain tests that could make you wary about such events. Also... Sort your fucking Wi-Fi out, mate. You're on national telly, on Sky Sports. Hardly a great advertisement for their broadband package, is it? You will have your trousers taken down. I think it's pretty clear what United need to do if they do want to avoid having their trousers taken down, though, isn't it? They need to get a five-year-old to start negotiations for them. Please, please, please. I can't see it going any worse than when Ed Woodward does it anyway. Another player with an uncertain future is Barcelona's Ivan Rakitic, who has been speaking about where he could be playing football next year, after being linked with a move away from the Spanish team. Clearly, however, Rakitic isn't happy with how his move is being dealt with, after being offered to PSG last window in a deal to lure Neymar back to the new camp. The Croatian came up with one of those very unique footballing analogies, comparing himself with the humblest of foodstuffs to explain his current situation. I understand the situation, but I'm not a sack of potatoes. I want to be somewhere I feel wanted, respected and needed. Given some of the food shortages in the veg aisle at my local Tesco, personally, I think he's underselling the potato. This story was reported by the BBC, who are clearly scraping the barrel when it comes to online content right now, because they thought they'd compare that statement with the iconic seagulls and trawlers speech that Eric Cantona gave to the media after his infamous kung fu kick incident. And it's not even close, mate. You can't just throw in a spud reference and claim it's iconic football prose. If you want that, you really need to craft something. Which I've done for him. Maybe... He should have gone with something like this instead. I understand the situation, but I'm not a sack of potatoes. When the chips are down, I want to be loved. I want to feel like a king, Edward. I have been great in every team in which I've played, and I feel at my next club I could really smash it. Okay, maybe it did waffle on a little bit, eh? <clears throat> It's that unique use of language that football and footballers have that 
might make this next bit of news not be quite as strong an idea as it might first seem. The Manchester Evening News have revealed plans by the BBC to use Manchester City superstar Sergio Aguero to help kids learn Spanish. Great, what better way to get kids involved in learning than using one of their icons? Although I'm not entirely sure that a man who has spent nine years in England and appeared to try his hardest not to learn any English is the best role model for this particular learning scenario. Also, I'm not sure what kind of things your kids would pick up if they were genuinely learning language off an average footballer like Aguero. When you hear the tone, pause the tape and try for yourself. Lo siento, UEFA, no. No sé dónde se esconde el contador. I'm sorry, UEFA, no. I don't know where the accountant is hiding. Actually, it's probably more use than asking where the local library is, isn't it? Right, that is it for On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening. I hope it's bringing you a little smile, a little laugh during these really tough times at the moment. Stay home, stay safe, leave us a review on iTunes and make sure you hit subscribe so you get the next episode as soon as it's ready. Next week, we should have a very special guest presenter as well. So you can look forward to that. See you next time. At the tone, pause the tape and try for yourself. On The Left Side fue escrita y producida por Ant McGinley y Jim Salvesan. Con voces adicionales de Kiran Zaguar.